G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. If we could live by the principles of the Sermon on the Mount, we would basically have heaven on earth. And in today's program, we're going to see that those principles are so high, you need to partner with God to fulfill them. Our series is entitled, The Kingly Messiah. Understanding the Gospel of Matthew, Part 1, a verse-by-verse audio commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. We are looking at the last chapter of the Sermon on the Mount, Chapter 7 of the Gospel of Matthew. It begins in Chapter 5, and so it's a three-chapter sermon, as we often call it the most famous sermon in history. And again, it is an amazing piece, the Sermon on the Mount, because in it, we really see that God's standards are so wonderful, they're actually beyond our reach, apart from the power of the Holy Spirit. In fact, in some ways, they're even higher and harder than the law of Moses. Remember, Jesus would put it in this way, you have heard that it is written, such and such, but I say to you, And when Jesus says, I say to you, he takes things deeper, higher, and further than even what Moses did. And that's saying a lot. So in this particular lesson, we call this Sermon on the Mount, Do Not Judge. After all, it's so easy for all of us in a highly opinionated yet ill-informed world to make judgments on situations and people that come our way. But you know, God wants us all to be in a better place than being judgmental. I know we talk about being tolerant, and that word tolerant doesn't mean what it used to mean. It actually has gone into a whole different thing. It's more into a creature we wouldn't recognize. Tolerance normally means you put up with people who have different views to yourself, or you're accepting of them and respectful of their views, but yeah, you don't agree with them. Whereas the new tolerance is that you acknowledge that your view is only one of many, and that all other views are equally valid. And if you don't acknowledge that, you are intolerant. Well, that's with tolerance and judgmentalism are related. But our reading and our lesson will be based on Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 6, and we basically say, do not judge. So the do not judge, let's read the first two verses of our segment. It says, judge not 
that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Well, so much is said in so few words, as often the case with Jesus. He just hits it right on the head without extra verbosity. He says, don't be judgmental and you will not be judged in return. Because whatever standard you judge others, you will be measured by that same standard again. Now, in one sense, that seems fair enough. If you have a standard that people should be punctual, then you ought to be punctual. But it is amazing in our fallen, corrupt human nature that we may embrace a godly standard and expect others to live by that godly standard. And yet, we ourselves seem to feel we're exempted from the same standard that we require of others. It's like the incident where the doctor is lecturing the patient, you shall not smoke, it is unhealthy for you, while the doctor himself is puffing on a cigarette. Now, that's just a little small thing, but it actually measures out all along. And here in Matthew chapter 7, 1 to 6, we're going to learn about don't judge, you're going to sow and reap, don't be so obsessed by a little speck in someone else's eye when your eye is full of something far, far bigger. And remember, put first things first. Be careful of the role of hypocrisy. Don't cast your pearls before swine. Oh, there's a lot for us to cover, and we're going to do that very, very soon. All right, it's time to read the entire portion for this lesson. Chapter 7 of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 to 6. Our lesson again is called Sermon on the Mount, Do Not Judge, the reference, Matthew 7, 1 to 6. This is the word of the Lord for us today. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, and considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite, verse, cast out the beam out of thy own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again and rend you. The reading is from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 6, and this lesson is called Sermon on the Mount. Do not judge. Yes, the Sermon on the Mount, given by Jesus on a hilltop in the Galilee region by the lake, most famous sermon in history, is telling us some incredibly lofty principles alpine high, pristine, pure principles that really are from God, but at the same time, we need God in order to see them come to pass in our lives. So we begin with verse 1, to not judge that we be not judged. To judge somebody means to cast unloving, rash, and harsh statements 
against them. Again, let me repeat that. The definition of do not judge, judging here means to be unloving, rash, and to level harsh statements against another person. If you treat people in this manner, you will invariably reap what you sow. Those who speak in a judgmental and condemnatory way will likewise be judged themselves in that manner. So it seems fair enough. It's the principle of sowing and reaping. You will get what you sow. If you sow that which is godly and righteous, that's what you will reap, godliness and righteousness. But if you sow selfishness and sin, well, guess what? You're going to have a disastrous bumper crop and it's going to haunt you for all eternity. I mean, it's that serious. Because in Matthew 7, verse 2, basically what Jesus says is this, for what judgment you judge, you shall be judged. Whatever measure you are doling out, it's going to be measured to you again. That's sowing and reaping. How do you treat others? That's how you will be treated. And with that, we call it the golden rule, which is mentioned also here in the Sermon on the Mount, or at least in the Gospel of Matthew, we see it in full force. We call the golden rule. And when the golden rule is put into place, which basically says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you, or however you want to be treated, that's how you treat others. Because by so doing, you are fulfilling the law and the prophets. I often say, If we could practice the golden rule, interpersonal conflict would be reduced to a single digit, if not totally eliminated. If people treated other people the way they want to be treated, what conflict would we have? Well, I don't think we would have any. But it is amazing, even among Christian people, church-going people, that they treat people in a manner that they don't want to be treated. So, If it's good for the goose, they say, it's good for the gander. We need to follow this principle. I say these two things we need to bear in mind. And if we do these two things, we will be fulfilling not just the Sermon on the Mount, but the law of Christ. First thing we need to remember is the fear of the Lord. Remember that we are to listen to God, obey God, worship and serve God. That's what the fear of the Lord means. Listen, obey, worship, and serve. That's our treatment of God. But when it comes to the other thing, it's the golden rule, our treatment of one another. When you do both of these things, you will be spared so much grief. Think of it like the Ten Commandments. The first four of the Ten Commandments are about our living with God or how we treat God or how we obey God the first four, and the last six of the Ten Commandments are how we treat people. So that's why we summarize it. First part, fear of the Lord. Second part, golden rule. We will be honoring and pleasing the Lord. And then in verse 3 of Matthew 7, Jesus is basically asking why you behold the mote in your brother's eye, and you don't even consider the beam that is in your own eye. So It is a very good question. You are more preoccupied by a little fault found in another person, but you do not deal with the much bigger issue in your own life. All this and more is the mark 
of the hypocrite. We should all be living by one standard, God's standard, and avoid the trap of double standard, which is so common with all of us. One set of rules for us and another set of rules for the rest of the world. This, of course, has to come to an end if we're going to live the God-pleasing life. And then remember verse 4 of Matthew 7, the solution. What is the solution of not having two standards, one for yourself and one for another? How can you even dare to offer to take out the splinter in the eye of your brother, but ignore the beam in your own life? To do so is delusory and ineffective. Here is the solution. Take the beam out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove it from the other. In fact, we'll get to that in a second. First things first, take the beam out. And Jesus uses the phrase, you hypocrite. That's in verse five. Take the beam out, you can see, and then remove the moat from your brother's eye. Jesus uses this term with alarming frequency. And normally he uses it against the ruling elite of his own people, the Jewish people the ones that had rejected him, the ones that were not listening to the word of God coming not just from his mouth, but the word of God just as it was written, and who came up and made things so difficult for others as well as for Jesus himself. He called them hypocrite. But here in the Sermon on the Mount, he's calling judgmental people hypocrites. Now, you don't have to be religious elite to be a hypocrite. I want to read to you from Bob Gass and the word for today. He has an amazing little article or devotion on this very thing. Quoting from Matthew 23, verse 5, he says that people were doing their works to be seen by men. And here's what Bob says, again from the word for today, and it's, here's a working definition of the word hypocrisy to be seen by men. Jesus had a no-tolerance policy when it came to hypocrisy. Why? Because he knew it turned people against God. Instead, he taught, number one, expect no credit for your good deeds. None. If nobody notices, you aren't disappointed. If someone does, you give credit to God. Stop and ask yourself this question. If no one knew of the good thing I do, would I still do it? If not, you're doing it to be seen by people. Number two, in regard to hypocrisy, give your financial gifts in secret. Money stirs the phony within us. We like to be seen earning it. We like to be seen giving it. And Jesus said, when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, which, of course, is Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6, verse 3. Number three principle regarding hypocrisy. Don't fake your spirituality. When you go to church, don't select a seat just to be seen or sing just to be heard. If you raise your hands in worship, raise holy ones, not showy ones. When you talk, don't doctor your vocabulary with trendy religious terms. Nothing nauseates more than a fake, praise the Lord, or a shallow, hallelujah, or an insincere, glory to God. 
ever watch children in a playground shouting, watch me? Well, that's acceptable because they're still immature. But it's not acceptable in God's kingdom. Silence the trumpets. Cancel the parade. Enough with name dropping. If accolades come, politely deflect them before you begin to believe them yourself. Slay the desire to be noticed. Stir the desire to serve God. In other words, don't be a hypocrite. Thank you, Bob Gass, and word for today. By the way, I've been reading this for years. And then we get to this point. When a person professes to be what they're not, they're a hypocrite. We want to have integrity. And don't cloak yourself with extreme piety, but have a dark heart and deeds, because this is an abomination to God. The final verse, Matthew 7, verse 6 Give not that which is holy unto dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Interesting metaphors. When you give, be discerning. Do not give only for show. Do not encourage slothfulness, but encourage industriousness. Don't give what is holy to dogs, and do not cast your pearls before swine, because They will trample your pearls into the ground and then come and attack you. The metaphor of dogs and swine is speaking about holy things being accessed by the defiled. They will desecrate these sacred things and then come against you. These are principles we really need to bear in mind. Now, our lesson is called Sermon on the Mount. Do not judge. What is our lesson for life? Our lesson for life is Leave the judgment to God, and you will be free from judgment in your own life. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to the homepage to subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter. We want to help you to become future-ready with articles from the Bible, victorious Christian living, and current events in the light. Of God's word. Let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that you have freed us from being judgmental. When we are free of judgmentalness, we are free to love people and to serve with a pure heart, and we're no longer treading in the lowlands. We are heading up the mountaintop where you have called us. We thank you and praise you for this through the Savior's name, Jesus. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.